Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now, unless it's Overcast. You can get Overcast for free on the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Your friends... Your friends are... your, Your friends are bad? They're just unfriends. They're not being great. Non-friends. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen. Hi, Trin. Hi. We're back from Emerald City Comic Con, which was nutso. It was a wild ride. It was amazing. High highs, low lows. What was the low low? Are you no. okay? <laughs> no low. <laughs> we were really tired at one point, though. Yeah, that's fine. That's to be expected. It was great. Uh, Trin, let's talk about how great our panel was. Our panel was great. It was delightful. The best part was the Q&A, which is I never thought would be a thing. That has never been the case at any convention. Live Q&A from the audience is such a risk, right? Like, it can go it can go some places. Yeah. Like, um, a, someone might raise their hand and not... And say, I have a question. And then they don't have a question. (laughs) Right. Their entire five minute speech has no question mark in it at all. It might be more of an anecdote. Yeah. Uh, And we got none of those. We just got a lot of really thoughtful, nice questions. Um, One of which we are going to answer on the podcast today because we only got like 30 seconds to answer it. Yeah. We were running out of time and we were and Trin did a great job moderating. And she's like, "Okay, one more question. Hurry, run up to the microphone. And they did it. And it was a large enough question. That we're like, oh, we can't do this. Right. We only have 30 seconds. So we're going to do it in the show instead. So we we have imported a question from the faraway land of Seattle into this episode. Before we get into it, do you yeah. have any updates for us about your the friendship you're pursuing? With, with your Barlin ha- Brando? With Barlin Brando? Yes. Well, okay. So I haven't like invited him to do anything yet because I left for Seattle. Right. So I was like, when are we going to hang out? And now I'm going to leave this Thursday, I mean, no, no, next Thursday for Canada. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's no hangouts. But. Wait, that's like a week from today. You don't want want to see another person? Oh, no. (laughs) You have the whole weekend. I need the whole weekend. Jen, I just got back from Emerald City Comic Con. You need a week to recover? (laughs) Holy shit. My brother was like, hey, I've got, he he works on on film sets now. And he's like, hey. Oh, that's cool. Isn't it neat? Uh, He's like, I've got uh, a a shoot in Chicago. Can I crash at your place for a couple nights? And I was like, you can crash at my place for a night. That's amazing. Because I need to recuperate my introvert battery and I am not ready yet. That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm putting off having hangouts until I get back from Canada. But we do now regularly post on each other's Facebook walls. Wow. So I think about that it, what? Uh, just just things, stuff and things for liking posts and faving stuff. And like, yeah. Oh, and I followed his wife on Twitter. Lovely. And so, yeah. So like, I, I think I've got a good foundation. Um, so, yeah. So I just have like two weeks to figure out what the fuck I would want to do. To hang out with things like, are progressing nicely. I'm doing my best. Yeah. Um, Jen, I also have a very weird politeness question I need your advice oh, on. Oh, I'd love to. Wow. Okay. Ooh, yeah. What is okay. it? Okay. Well, <laughs> so uh my brother Kat sat for me. Uh he he watched my kitties while I was gone in Seattle for like six days. And in that time, 
he accidentally stole somebody's like produce shipment because you feel like, you know how people like have um, subscriptions to like imperfect produce and they'll get like a box of fruit or whatever. Yeah. So he stole it and ate it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He stole it from you? No. He stole it from like the apartment building? Yes. <laughs> He was in the mail room and I had a package on top of it and he just assumed it was mine. That is incredible. And he ate all the produce. Yeah. He was like, wow, you got artichokes. Like, that's really. And I was like, what the? F- what are you talking about artichokes? He's like, yeah, the box of. Oh, no. So my brother ate almost a week ago because now it's Wednesday. He ate a bunch of produce that belonged to one of my building mates. That's incredible. And like, you know, I only found out now because like, you know, how is that supposed to come up in conversation? So I don't know what to do because like, I feel like I I should leave a note. I should offer to pay for this box of artichokes and bananas. But like, I don't know what I should put in the note or what's like an appropriate contact information. Because right. I'm going to have to put a post in note because it's a building of like, you know, a bunch of different apartments. And I'm be like, hello. Oh, let's, let's write this together. Okay. Hello. Right. Wait, hold on. I'm going to put up a, do- a document. Okay. Hello. Yes. Dear artichoke lover. Dear artichoke lover. Your tummy may be rumbling today. <laughs> yes. Here's why. Here is why. I ate all of your food. I, but I didn't. My brother did. I think that's going to I think that's going to mess up the narrative a little bit. I'm, I you know what? I think it's important to have total honesty. So okay. I'm going to say, say your brother. My big brother Gus. <laughs> my big brother ate, ate all of, of your, your food. food. I don't know why he did this. Perhaps <laughs> he was hungry. <laughs> Perhaps I did not furnish him with enough fruits and vegetables. He is not a bandit. He did not intend to eat your precious produce. I am very sorry this happened. To make it up for you, here is here. No, here's a group. Here's a gather. Here's a bunch. Here's a herd of artichokes. Here's a herd of artichokes. Please accept this apology on behalf of my fruit-eating brother. Love. Love Joe Biden. Love Joe Biden. I think that covers it. What do you think? Hello and dear artichoke lover. Your tummy may be rumbling today. Here is why. My big brother Gus ate all of your food. I don't know why. Perhaps he was hungry. Perhaps I did not furnish him with enough fruits and vegetables. I am very sorry. To make it up for you, here is a herd of artichokes. Please accept this apology on behalf of my fruit eating brother. Love Joe Joe Biden. Biden. Okay, but I don't for real. Think, I don't think you could be any more clear. For real. For real, I think you should leave a note that says, Dear neighbor, I'm sorry I took your fruit, your package of fruit. Should I like leave my email address or like my phone number or my apartment number or like how, what's oh. an appropriate amount of information? Well, here's the thing. They probably contacted customer service and yeah. were like, give me my vegetable bitch. <laughs> They called up the vegetable bitch and they said, <laughs> so do you think I should just let leave it alone? Probably. Really? I think I'm giving you permission to do that. If you want to leave a note to to make them feel better that like it wasn't stolen, stolen. It yeah. was just like accidentally chomped on. I think that's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry my brother accidentally did chomps on your vegetables. But yeah. You could leave your phone number, but maybe leave use an app that has a burner number, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to just leave your own number. Okay, so this so this is what I've decided. Okay. This already is too much work. 
Let it go. Let it go. Yes. I'm just going to let it go. And and if <laughs> or the Joe Biden note. Or the Joe Biden note. I'll blame it on Joey. Yeah. I want to print out a picture of Diamond Joe Biden's face and just be like, "Wink, I'm sorry." Oh, that is funny if you print out a like a, a photo of artichokes and you're like missing yours. <laughs> My brother ate <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Uh, if anybody disagrees with how I'm going to handle this, please keep it to yourself. You know what? Yeah. Shove it up your beehole. Shove it up your nostril. Shove it up your nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> All right. Friendship question number one. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Ready? Yeah. yeah. I love this question for too. all the wrong reasons. Oh, me too. Over the last three years, I've literally become unfriended by two of my closest friends one of which was my maid of honor, and the other is my husband's best friend's girlfriend. I become very attached to friends because I'm basically an only child. I've been there for both of these friends, and they were in my big life events and vice versa. My main issue is losing these friends feels like the death of a loved one. It still hurts, and it feels like a broken heart. I've never done anything mean to either of these women. I've only ever been there for them. Was not friends with them at the same time. I honestly don't know where to go from here and wonder why I'm the only one who keeps losing friends. I'm literally too nice to people. Hope you can help. Sincerely lonely. So let's talk about what's wrong with you. This is going to be a fun one. <laughs> okay. So uh, this person, Asker, you are... you. I can't even start, Trent's having a hard time getting through this without laughing, which is always a good sign. So like, okay... Yes, you could be a very nice person. And okay, you are totally in the right to be upset by losing friends. You know, it's never fun. Wait. Well, one time, one time it was fun. One time it was fun. Tell tell us. One time it was fun to lose a friend. So one time uh, this, uh, I had an ex-roommate. Do you remember the ex-roommate who my phone number on 4chan? Yeah. Well. Just this great stand-up guy. I know. So when he moved out. Uh, I brought a little, because this was like, you know, the early aughts, I brought a boom box into his room and I had a dance party. Oh, that's fantastic. And it felt real good. So other than that, losing friends is never fun. It's not something that we we wish upon people. But the truth is that it's it happens all the time. It's extremely common. And more often than not, the reasons are entirely benign. Oh, that's such a good point. Usually people just move away. They grow apart. Time does its thing. People get busy. Yeah. It, and it's often for the best. Like sometimes you lose the stuff that you had in common, like you left for college or you moved out of town. You might be focusing on other relationships. It's just a matter of like timing or whatever. It is almost always nobody's fault. Except maybe in this case. Except maybe in this case. Yeah. OK, before we get into it and maybe like destroy your life a little bit, let's go back to the friendshiping thesis of all time. The thing we say a lot, which is you are not doomed. No. You are not doomed. You are not doomed to be alone. You can make new friends. You can improve and the way you communicate, the way you treat people. And I think it probably is some time for improvement, and that sucks. Improving yourself sucks, but it's probably time. Yeah, doing some just internal thinking, just reassessing what's in your brain. And just in case, I want to be really just in case, because they said unfriended. Unfriended is an odd verb, unless yes. you're talking about the internet. Or you're talking about like face, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, that sort of thing. Just just to be, cover all of our bases, because we don't think that this is actually what the problem is. We don't think that you're upset about being unfriended on Facebook. I hope not, because who cares? Right. I But no one has to be friends with you on Facebook. Like there are literally people who I know in real life that I genuinely like that I don't follow on Twitter just because I don't want to for one reason or another. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I mean, like, here's the other thing. Uh, if you are talking about, you know, being unfriended on Facebook, are you posting Russian propaganda on Facebook? Yeah, what are you posting on Facebook? Yeah, maybe maybe take a moment to, like, look through your stuff and make sure that you're not... What's your highlight reel on Facebook look like? Yeah. What are you, what are you posting about? Yeah. I think everyone should probably do that at some point. I think everybody should just delete everything on their Facebook every now and again. Just oh, yeah. clean it up. Yeah. Clean take it up. Out, take out the trash. Yep. It's getting stinky in here. No recycling. It's going right to the fucking landfill. Where it belongs. So let's talk about literally too nice to people. You said you're literally too nice to people. Too nice. No, you're not. Mm-mm. No one is. That has never happened. I can't think of anyone I know that's too nice. And I know a lot of really nice people. I was literally up last night researching Catholic saints because I, uh, so my, my. Fun fun employment's going great for Trin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So first of all, I had a really good productive day. I got everything done that I wanted to get done. And then I looked up a bunch of Catholic saints. That sounds pretty productive too, honestly. Please continue. I will continue. I appreciate that. So as you know, Jen, as a young Catholic girl. (laughs) <laughs> that uh, you get in the Catholic thing, you get confirmed and you have to choose a patron saint and you take their name. Did you do that? I don't think I got there. That's OK. I did the the bread thing. Oh, good. Yeah. So oh, I think great. I've been accepted in, to, to heaven, but I don't think I'm going to stay there. I don't know what being confirmed means. I'm pretty sure you're good with the Lord, Jen. Don't worry. Cool. But what confirmed means is like you do. You, it's basically a research project for Catholic kids. And then you get an additional middle name. Uh, and mine, uh, I went with Maxine um, because my patron saint was St. Maximilian. And I thought that was super cool. And I've been getting really, I swear to God, guys, keep listening. This is going to come back. I was like, okay, so, um, you know, maybe I'm going to like, uh, I, I like this cultural aspect of Catholicism. I, pr- I appreciate it a lot. I'm going to read about St. Maximilian. And I was like, maybe I'll get a St. Maximilian, like, you know, uh, like pendant or something. And it turns out he's the patron saint of drug addicts, too. Ooh. And I was like, I think that that's wonderful. And we do need one of those. But I think that uh, projecting that I am into the patron saint of drug addicts probably says something about me to the public that I don't really want them to believe. That's fantastic. Right? Okay, so then I was like, I wonder what St. Jude is, because St. Jude was the name of both of my parish as a kid and is now. And so I looked it up. St. Jude actually is baller as hell. Who's Jude? St. Jude is the patron saint of lost causes. Oh, shit. That's I know. the coolest phrase. Right? I know. So now I'm all about St. Jude. Anyway, I looked through all these saints and I looked through their histories. And let me tell you something. None of them were literally too nice and they were canonized by the Catholic Church. Oh, my God. I love that. Okay, Literally, people pray at them. And and, you are not a saint. And you are not a saint. So just there are things that are wrong with you. You are not the patron shade of friendship. So and we're not saying that you are explicitly saying to us that you are just too good. But you did say I am literally too nice. It is time to let go of that entirely. Yeah, because you also said I've never done anything mean. Yes, you have. You have absolutely done something mean to people in your life. You have, you have, you have. You're a human. You are complex. You're capable of emotion. Everyone is capable of being unkind. Please don't exempt yourself from that. If if you keep assuming that you are incapable of mistakes, you might become the president of the United States, to be honest. Yeah, which nobody wants that job. Jen, I really like everything that you said. You're human. You're complex. I feel like this person is skipping over the parts of them that are messy and that make them human. And looking into those messy parts sucks. It hurts. It feels Mm -hmm. weird and bad to examine yourself and be confronted with the bad parts of yourself. But it's also important. Yeah. 
because that's how you treat people. Don't you want to examine how you treat people? It's time. Also, the concept of being too nice and never doing something mean in its own ways can be the problem. When you let people roll over you or you offer advice when it's not asked for or you give help when it's not asked for or you continually like flagell- self-flagellate, that, that's not being a good friend. That's being a uh, offering yourself up as a doormat. Yeah, that's not friendship and that's not a good way to live because you'll be sad. We're not saying that's necessarily what you're doing, but when we hear things like too nice or I do everything, I'm never mean, blah, 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 that that is one way that that can come off. It can also come off as morally superior. That's so true. Uh, So if you are saying things like, uh, of course, like they should love me because I've offered so much help and I'm always there and blah, blah, blah. Or you're posting on Facebook about what would Jesus do? Well, he would do the things that I'm clearly doing right now. Woof. You know, um, again, not saying this is what you're doing, but these are the things that are important to examine if you are having a problem of losing your closest friends. Another thing to examine is like, let's look for patterns. Like, yeah. okay, so one obvious pattern is you've become unfriended. And I want to know how that went down. Just like ask yourself, how did it go down? Like, was it explosive? What did they say? Do you remember what they said when this friendship ended? And because it's important detail here is that it didn't happen at the same time. You have two separate instances of friends ending their friendship with you. I still I'm still pretty stuck on that. This is just friends being shed over time. You think it is that? I do. Oh, interesting. Um, The only reason I think that is because they mentioned they were in their big life events. And I think about the people that I like celebrated my college graduation with. I just think about the people who I hung out with when I was with like my ex or whatever. And they're not the same. You know, they're not the same as the people that I hang out with now. And it's just because of the passage of time. And every now and again, you know, I'll, I'll look back and I'll think about those people and I'll miss them because they are valuable in their own way and they were special to me. It's really just, I think, a big part of this is going to be letting go and moving forward. I hope that it's drifting apart. The only reason I think it might not be that is because the verb was become unfriended. Right. That is so uh, such a strong way of saying drifted apart. Right. Become unfriended. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess I want I, I do hope it's drifting apart and I hope we can offer some peace to the, to the asker of being like, this is natural. You right. will grow and gain and shed friends throughout your life. Mm-hmm. But some some part of this, that might not be the case. It might be that you are unaware of something you've done or did. And a lot of people have blind spots about themselves. Yes. Like it is, it's just life. It's absolutely true. Yeah. And now I'm leaning away from what I just said. It's a tough question because the thing is, we didn't get a lot of information. I think it's indicative of the asker not wanting to examine themselves. I think I, I totally that was literally what I was thinking. It was like if, if the details are missing, then the details might be incriminating. Yeah. And man, I totally understand you not wanting to write down the incriminating stuff because then it's looking back at you and you have to confront it. So if I were sitting across from this asker right now, there's some some questions I would just pose. I would say, what are some examples of you being too nice? What are some things your friends have said to you that may indicate that's not true or it is true? 
Do you often fight with your friends? Is there conflict in your life? Like, are you grokking the information your friends are giving you and like really absorbing it? Or is it like coming in or out? That last question is a little judgmental. I don't think a therapist would ask that. But guess what? I'm not a therapist. <laughs> Neither of us are medical professionals. We're just we care about friendshiping and we are here to help or try or destroy you. Either way works for us. There are other reasons why friendships can end that have nothing to do with you being nice or not. Maybe it's just that you are not open to hearing other viewpoints or maybe they want to go out and like, you know, shoot up some drugs, but you are morally superior like and pa- won't. Like the patron saint of? Oh, St. Maximilian Colby. Got it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was pretty dope. Can I tell you about him? Please. St. Maximilian Colby was a priest who basically saw this line of Polish prisoners going into uh, like Auschwitz and was like, hey, you are a dad. I'm going to take your place. Get out of here. Oh, my God, Trin. Yeah. Holy is, shit, I have goosebumps. Isn't that the raddest shit? So I ended up picking him because me and my buddy Mikey would talk about, we would always have these um, like hypothetical situations, like what would you do? And that is like the perfect example to me of somebody who is like living so well and like and do and being a perfectly functioning human to be like hey you're a dad I'm a priest I don't take care of kids but what I literally do is give like spiritual hope to people so I'll probably I'm probably going to be better use in this fucking death camp that's incredible yeah he fucking died there and like there are all these tales of people where who are like he helped and like he he brought hope he led prayers and like and in situation isn't that cool definitely filing that under people I want to read more about and yet He's still not perfect. Not even this person. Not even this person is literally too nice. I'm sorry I'm like talking about saints all night. No, I think it's really interesting. This has been on my mind. Like what is what is a really good human um, according to a variety of different moral compasses? Like tonight I'm going to look up people who are important to like other religions. Isn't that? That's awesome. It's a fun thing to research. Anyway. Plus it's it's relevant because I want the asker to like look at all the people they know all the people they admire, all the people they've read about in fiction or nonfiction, are any of those people perfect? Do any of them, are they exempt from mistakes or are like, like start to start to look for yourself and other people? I think that might be helpful. Yeah, no, I totally agree, Jen. So let's let's talk about where we go from here, because I yeah. think the main thing that we are stuck on is we are moving forward. Yeah. Don't look back. Don't reach out to these friends again with a careful eye on yourself. Let's move forward and make some new friends. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, what else should we, should she be looking for at this point? I mean, we always say therapy, right? Therapy counseling. There, are, there are therapists that that or there are counselors that specialize in like grief and and stuff like that. And you mentioned you feel like you have a broken heart. Yeah, yeah. I want you to. We keep telling you to like be a little hard on yourself, but I also want you to take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. There's it, there's. An even-handedness we would like you to treat yourself with. So both a serious and exacting eye on your past and, and what you can do better, but also the forgiveness of you are a human person and you will make mistakes and there are people who will love you regardless of your mistakes. Love that. So pat yourself on the back and wag a finger at yourself at the same time. Yeah, just shake yourself all around. Yeah, just be a weirdo. Yeah, just yeah. wiggle around. <laughs> So I, I feel like that was good. Yeah. Yeah. This person didn't give us enough information to give us to get more specific advice. Yeah. But I think that this is a good amount of general information about people who feel like maybe they are not at fault in the, the conflicts in their life. 
well, maybe it's time to to reassess the conflicts you've had. I think that's great. And you're not doomed. No, no one is. Do we want to go to question two? Let's do it. Here's another doozy. Oh, this question makes me want to throw up. Oh, God. Okay. So this is the question we got in the Q&A. Yes. So this was our last question and it makes me want to throw up and it's, my boyfriend laughs at or dismisses my problems. What can I do to get him to take me seriously? Okay. Your boyfriend sucks. We're going to do a little little thing here, a little like sidebar, where Trin and I are going to say some things that are about this man, this boyfriend that are not nice, and we're going to tell you to dump him. And then we're going to go into like some broader advice, some scripts and stuff. But first, to get this out of the way, we're going to do that. Ready? Yeah, because it may very well be that this is not the case. Maybe there's a different situation that we don't we don't know. We're not in it. But, but with the information we've been given, exactly. here's what we're going to say. One, two, three, go. Oh my God. Dump him. You're he's the worst. He sucks. He is he is the crash the movie of people. Oh my God. Ouch. Good burn. He's the maroon five of human beings. It's time to dine elsewhere. Yes. Yeah. You need to like maybe go into the restaurant instead of being in the dumpster and outside. Yeah, you are dumpster diving. You deserve a seat at a nice table with a real tablecloth and cloth napkins. Just in case no one has told you it's okay to dump his ass, we're telling you it's okay to dump his ass. Yeah. Like it, you don't need somebody to take his place. You don't need a reason why you're moving on other than the fact that he is fucking terrible. You deserve better. Dump him. Dump him. And scene. Okay. Great. Great. Listen to that on repeat if you need to. Put uh, it as your ringtone. Oh, that'd be great. Maybe maybe have him listen to it. Yeah. Be like, oh, look what these bitches said. Oh, my God. Put it as your text message tone and then give us your phone number and we'll text you while you're in the room with him. Love it. Yeah. See, I've got good ideas. <sighs> see, boyfriends are a kind of friend, which is why we took this question, even though it's technically romantic advice, because they are your friend and they're potentially also your smooch friend as well as your closest friend, depending on like if it's an ace relationship or not. So like maybe this dude has seen you naked, maybe he hasn't. So you have a special kind of relationship. But regardless of that, he still needs to treat you like a good friend. That is so true. Such an important baseline. Are you being treated like a friend? You're not even being treated like a friend. And this is supposed to be a special friend. Yeah, like an even closer re- friend. Like people choose a significant other because they're significant to them. There's a, there's a, there's truth to that is that this is the relationship I'm going to put in more time and more energy than my other friends. The word friend is in girlfriend and boyfriend. Important. Your, or significant friend. Like however you want to whatever, however gender you want to gender it. The phrase my partner. Yes. Your partner in life, your, your teammate, your squad, your companion. Does Is this person in your corner? Because their, be, their behavior about this issue indicates that they are not. And we're going to we're going to we're going to talk about that. And also for people who are listening to this, who are treated this way by your your platonic, totally platonic friends who are not your your partner. Um, th- Listen to this, too. OK, so first, the most generous way that we can interpret this is maybe this is his way of defending his own brain against the mega sads. By that, I mean, a lot of times now in this like crazy world that we live in, we need to talk to somebody close to us about things that that hurt us, but are not an immediate and personal problem. Things that are too large to solve immediately, such as global warming or the Trump presidency, stuff like that. It may be that he laughs these things off because he cannot emotionally handle them. And that is such a man thing. I know. I mean, 
I I have laughed after hearing bad news because it's like one of those overwhelmed, nervous laughs. But that's just like an emotional reaction. That's not like my true response. So it may be if this is the case, it may be he's just the wrong person to go to with this kind of problem. And this is really just this very specific thing, dude. Okay, like if if your problems are personal at all that you're bringing to him, this does not apply. Yes. Good point. Like this only applies if this is something that is unsolvable and too large for him to handle, then you just you just go to somebody else. But if they are personal in any way, like your mom is making you sad or you're having a hard time at your job, he just sucks. That is a really good distinction, Trin. I mean, he doesn't, God, it's not like he has to solve this problem with your mom or your job. He just has to listen and be in your corner. Right. Is he doing that? How does he treat his friends, too? How, do, how does he treat other women? That's right. I'm curious about. Like, what is his response when people are honest and human? Because that's all you're being, honest and human. So the most generous interpretation could possibly be that he's a dude who was brought up in this patriarchal society and he doesn't have the emotional or mental tools to help you. Uh, he might be laughing because he's feeling defensive, because he's feeling like I am not good enough to help you. Like I a little, don't know what to do. little useless, don't have the tools. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because guys want to, because dudes want to be like, in a position of power where they can help little girls and they're not in, he's not in that in this case. Right. Um, and, and like, that's, that's his fault, you know. Yeah, it's, we're not, we're not saying this is your fault, right, for it, sure. It's his fault because he has to come to terms with that and solve it for himself, just like as white people, Jen and I have to look at our white privilege, you know, like dudes need to look at their weird societal training. And be an adult. This is adult behavior. This is behavior adults should do. Right. And if you are feeling out of the generosity of your heart that you'd like to help him with this. There are ways you can do that. You can train your boyfriend. Yeah. How to train your boyfriend. <laughs> okay, so first of all, you're going to want to ha- keep some cookies in your pocket just mm-hmm. in case he does something good. In case he does something right, give him a little cookie. And then have like a little spray bottle in your other pocket. Give him a little spritz if he's doing something wrong. Yeah, and a rolled up newspaper across the nose, that helps too. Just a little bap. Mm-hmm. You know, just enough to mean so he knows he's doing something wrong. Put uh, put balloons on the furniture you don't want him to go on <laughs> for that works. Double face tape on things you don't want him to scratch nice, up. Nice, nice. I've heard orange peels will keep men from pissing on stuff and rubbing their antlers all over your furniture. <laughs> yeah, I think this is all good stuff. Yeah, provide a salt lick. Oh, a salt lick. That's a good idea. Yeah, he needs his sodium content. Mm -hmm. But for real, though. But for real, though. You can present this in such a way that it is easier for him to digest, such as, you know, I'm feeling really crappy about my mom, and this is nothing that you need to solve. I don't need advice. I just want you to take it seriously and listen to me for a while. Can Can you do that for me? Yeah, when you laugh, it makes me feel like you don't care, and I know you care about me. I love that, Jen. I love giving him the out of, I know you care about me. You must be doing this for some other reason. If you, I know you care about me. This, if you care about me, this is how I need you to act in this scenario. This yes. is what I need from you. I need to feel safe and emotionally comfortable with you. And part of that is I need you to be not a complete dickhole when I come to you for help. When you dismiss my problems, it makes me feel way, way worse. And I really look to you to make me feel better. Yeah. You're being a real smegma for brains right now, and I need you to take a chill and just listen to things I have to say. You're making me really upset. I'm going to walk away. And when you feel like you can be nicer to me, I'll come back maybe. And you you can't be nice to me? Well, uh, there's the door. And don't let it hit you where the good Lord split you. 
That's basically the evolution that we yeah, want to take Yeah, I can feel here. the getting angrier and angrier. Well, that's the thing, because yeah. like, I think that it's good, because it's clear that this person loves and values their boyfriend, or else they would not have asked us this question. I think so. I think they're looking for solutions other than showing them the door. Right. But ultimately, you are worth a partner who cares and about your problems and takes seriously when you are in emotional pain. God, yes. Okay. Who said this on our panel? I think it was Nick. Nick said the best apology is changed behavior. Yes. So you deserve an apology and you deserve some improvement and changed behavior. Two things you're going to need to move forward in a good, in a good kind way. That's what needs to happen. Set your terms. I agree. I'm just going to shout out to my cousin, Nick Trujillo. You can follow him at Minty Fresh, uh, Minty with a Y instead of an I. Yeah. Great work. Uh, great work seeing that on the panel, Nick. I literally borrowed it for the show. Best apology is change behavior. I, I really love that. Uh, so ultimately, give you can give him the tools to help you if he does not have them. It is absolutely not your duty to fix him. As women, sometimes we are told that we are the solution for a bad dude. It's the beauty and the beast problem. Okay? Like, no, we're not having any of that. But if you care about this person and you see yourself growing together, there are ways to do this. And you can be gentle or you can be tough. But ultimately, if he does not change his behavior, he's not being your friend and he's not putting in the effort. And you are a whole person on your own and you don't need him around belittling you. That is such good advice. And if it comes to that, I want you to rewind about four minutes, six minutes and listen to that part where we talk about dumping him. Yeah. And here's another thing you're going to do. You're going to go on Twitter and you're going to follow follow a woman named Paula Pell. Her Twitter handle is Perla, P-E-R-L-A-P-E-L-L. She's a comedy writer. She like has been writing on SNL for like 40 years. And she tweets, or she has tweets called, Hey, Young Girls. And they're actually for all women. And they're really good advice. And one one piece of advice I read from her a long time ago, I don't have the tweet in front of me, was like, Hey, young girls, uh, wait till you're busy and happy and have a ton of friends before you settle down. I love it. And this, that, piece, that tweet may not apply to you, but it's always in the back of my mind when I hear about dumb boyfriends. Mm -hmm. I want to say one more thing before we wrap it up. Do it up. I sometimes think that women tend to stay in shitty relationships longer than dudes do simply because our eggs have an expiration date. Expiration date? Expiration date. Get it? Yeah. Here's the thing. Get rid of him and you can adopt until you're like 60. Love it. And on this this uh, ecological disaster that we're sitting on top of, uh, just I think that that would be even better than popping out another person. While we're on, on that note, allow yeah. me to add, it's easier to break up than get a divorce. Oh, Boom. Boom. way cheaper. <laughs> way cheaper. <laughs> way the fuck cheaper. All right. Well, this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. Uh, you can ask us a question at frenchbeingpodcast at gmail.com and you could buy our garbage such as enamel pins and postcards at the frenchshippingstore.com. <laughs> Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Alex Cox for making the studio work. Thank you to Molly Lewis for our incredible theme song and for being on our panels. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for doing our design work. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem. Oh, I have a tummy thing. Hold on a second. Let it pass. Let it pass. Ugh, that was weird. I have to yawn. <laughs>
Just my body just did five things in a row that were completely unrelated. We've got an in. I don't know. 